It's in the margins with Matt Fisk and Josh Lund. Hey, hey. So this week, we are not going to be going through any new text in Mark. We've, we're doing that because the, the Nova Church, we've got our teen-led service this week. So Come we're, on. We're not preaching about Mark this week. The teens are going to do a great job. We're going to do, if you read Psalms, there's a word in the middle of a lot of Psalms, and it's the word selah. And uh, we don't really know what that means fully, but there's an implication that it means pause. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be taking our our study of Mark, and we're just going to pause and reflect on what we've read and studied so far. So we want to invite you into a Mark expository selah, Josh. Selah. Yes, let that just flow through your brain. And I think what we mean by that is, Josh, I have so much fun talking about the scriptures with you. It's a blast. I'm glad one of us does. Well, that's hard to not take that personally. <laughs> no, it's, um, been, it's, been, it's been so much fun um, and insightful. Yeah, and I, I think it's so cool to be able to wrestle through with different people um, and to get different insights and to let the scriptures, I think, become deeper and richer than I've ever seen them before. Yeah. But something that we've been talking about is that we, when we look through this stuff, it is so easy to welcome in information and to get excited about the new wrinkles and the new, uh, the new insights. Right. It's, it's easy for me to get inspired by, Oh my gosh, the Bible is one big story. And I had no idea Jesus was referencing this in the old Testament and that this, in this, the Roman culture. And I, I didn't know Mark was like that. So I get there's inspiration, there's information, but the reason we want to take this Selah is we have to ask the question, is there any transformation? Mm. Am I actually changing anything about my life because of what we're learning here? Yeah. It, I mean, it honestly reminds me of most of my time spent in school where I would do the studying just to pass the test. Mm. But if you put me in the workplace, right? Uh, what? Uh, I don't remember. Any of this kind of, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there was no transformation. It was, you know, just put it in my head and, uh, and it's cool to know it's cool to be able to share. Right. Um, but, uh, but, but how much greater is it to take these things that we do honestly find that are just amazing mm-hmm. uh, as they pop up in the Bible and let them make our lives just as amazing. Yeah. And this is the essence of, of being a disciple of Jesus is to take what he says and actually know it and to be inspired by the depth and then to do something about it. And and I don't know about you, but in my life I have swung like a pendulum back and forth between those two where like sometimes I'm all about, what does it say? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But then it, the more and more that I just obey without the, like the depth and the meaning and the, the God story behind it. Well, then I get sick of obeying. And then I, it becomes, it just become like a robot. But then when I go back and I swing to the other side, oh, I'm so inspired. I'm so, I see right. all the depths. But then if I don't do anything, then it's it's like, well, am I just an academician? Mm, big word. I think I said it wrong. Academician. Academician. That. Demetian? Probably not that. No. Yeah, probably not. Hopefully not. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we wanted to do with this podcast was you really do a bit of a recap on all of the things. And and what's funny is that it's only been 39 verses. We, I can't believe that. We're not even out of chapter one, but Ugh. there's been a lot of stuff that I think if we just kind of keep moving forward, um, 
we can miss a lot of the critical plot and and and, and story uh, mm. that is meant to transform us. Yeah, and uh, you know the first thirty nine verses uh, is a cool block of scripture. It, it, it really is the whole introduction of the ministry of Jesus. Yep, uh, we've got Jesus. Uh, excuse me, John the Baptist preparing the way. Jesus calling his first disciples, and then Jesus doing a lot of things to show, hey, I'm the real deal. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy you 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 should follow. I'm the guy you should want to follow. Um, I've, I've got it going on. I love how um, we've been able to talk about it, that it seems that the figure in, in at the very beginning of the book, the mighty one, like that, it, we just keep coming back to that, the mighty one. It appeals to the Roman, mm-hmm. and it appeals to the Jewish, that it's setting this up. John is coming to prepare the way for the mighty one. Jesus comes on the scene and shows, I am the mighty one, but I'm like nothing. I'm like no mighty one you've ever seen or right. thought about ever before. In both parties, which is right. They can't be more different. And yet Jesus still flips their idea of the mighty one on its head. And I, I think that that's the story we have to, we, we, that God is telling and beginning to tell in the beginnings of this book, which are, Okay, Jesus is the mighty one. And you have to ask yourself that question. You, right now listening, me, right now I'm talking. Have I allowed Jesus to become the mighty one in my life? And then the follow-up question is, have I tried to imitate his mightiness? He, if he is my rabbi, have I try, mm. tried to live out his mightiness the way he lived out his mightiness? Matt, those are great questions. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I I love the idea. I mean, obviously, as followers, as disciples of Jesus, we talked a lot about what that means. But so far, what we've looked at Jesus do is cast out demons, mm-hmm. heal fevers. Yep. Um, and so how are we supposed to follow or be like the Mighty One if Jesus is doing these kinds of things? Yeah, I, I, and that's <laughs> we've been talking about that question. It's so difficult to figure that one out. Um, because I don't know about you, Josh, I don't consider myself having to face demons on a regular basis. I am not confronted with people asking me, um, to help them out with their life threatening, uh, fevers or anything like that. Um, I'm not called by the spirit out into the wilderness. (laughs) Uh, these are, and, and, and nobody's asking me to, um, go ahead and, and, and call them as, disciples to myself as a rabbi. So there's right. a lot They're of surely stuff. not going to leave their job for yeah. you. Right. So I, I, I think where I'm coming down to this is that, um, for me, I, I have to reexamine my own conviction about the power of Jesus to fix things in my life that otherwise seem hopeless and mm-hmm. helpless. Um, the, the big thing from my past week is, uh, and, and I've, I've, I've been open about this in, in different places, but I, I've had in the last year and a half, I've struggled a lot with my mental health. Um, there was a, I had a breakdown about 18 months ago uh, with depression and anxiety and getting to a point where I couldn't do my job. I had to take a sabbatical from mm. that, um, you know, uncontrollable sobbing and crying and, um, and, and, and not just suicidal thoughts, but very close to a suicidal attempt that was only interrupted by a, by a, God yeah. <laughs> through my dad. Um, and so I'm, I'm, that's something that I, I've been carrying around with me for the last 18 months, trying to heal and recover from that. And I'm not sure, 
I'm not sure if, if I can say for sure that there's demonic activity going on. What I know is that I'm being attacked by Satan. Mm. And even this past week, what was happening is there's all these things that Satan was throwing at me. Uh, yeah. I was having financial issues with my bank where the, like we had the money, but the rent wasn't getting through to my landlady mm. and a, a couple of different interactions that were bringing me back to these stories in my life where I'm not good enough. Uh, nobody likes me. I'm never going to be enough. And it's starting to swirl all up in my head. And normally the way I deal with that is I find something that makes me feel better. I, uh, you know, I've gone and watched Netflix. I have done something that I'm good at uh, yeah. to make myself feel better. So I can escape from that moment. And the problem, anybody that's ever done that, when you realize you're just trying to escape, is that when you have to come back into that reality, yeah. nothing's better. It's worse. It's worse. So here's where the connection to Mark comes in. If I view Jesus as my mighty one, and, and I'm able to see my situation and remember that I'm in a spiritual battle with Satan instead of retreating into something to escape. I can sit down and I can invite Jesus into this battle to not just fight at my side, not just throw me a Psalm to make me feel better, but I can engage in spiritual warfare, asking Jesus to come in and bind up Satan and his thoughts, Satan and his weapons, Satan with its flaming arrows and, and even go, Jesus, I need you. I need you. And so for me, like I'm, I'm sitting in a coffee shop, uh, waiting to meet up with somebody and I'm on the edge of tears. Like I'm, I'm looking into my latte and I am just, I, I feel like I'm about to lose it. Um, and this is, this is a, a hallmark of depression I'm about to fall apart. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, okay, Jesus, you got to come in here. I'm about to freak out. Satan is getting me. I'm losing this battle. You need to come in. And as that's, as that's happening, it's not just like a wave of a feeling that comes through it, that it's that it starts to get through. I, I'm taking back power because Jesus is the mighty one. And it saves me from being, from going over the edge yeah. because I serve my rabbi, my teacher, my Messiah, my King is stronger than anything else going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th thanks for sharing that, Matt. I mean, that's, that's obviously powerful. And anybody who knows Matt knows, um, that, uh, that he's an incredible man of God. Right. And I think we all go through, uh, different things, but I think, you know, one thing that I love about what you shared and about what we see, even in just the first few verses of Mark is that Jesus comes to preach the gospel mm -hmm. and the gospel means good news. Yeah. We know that, but so many times we read our Bible and we think, okay, how am I, how am I not doing well with this? How do I need to change? Yeah. How do I need to be the one that is always doing the right thing at the right time? Yeah. And we want to really follow Jesus and be just like him. But the good news isn't, Hey, here's how to, live your life perfectly. It's yeah. the fact that, Hey, look, there's a guy who is living his life perfectly mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. And I think, man, so many times I read my Bible and I miss the fact that Jesus is the good news that, that all the things he did, he did so that I could follow him, mm -hmm. that I could see how incredibly was, see how powerful he was and see that he's already fulfilled this for me. And that that's supposed to inspire me to do this. Mm. That's good news. Yeah. Not, 
hey, okay, well, now I got to be like this perfect guy that walked around and, okay, well, I'm not doing so hot in this area or that yeah. area. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, it's good news. Yeah, th- and, and that really is good news um, that when I'm not perfect, when I don't measure up, when I fall short, there's someone greater than that. When my conscience fails me and condemns me, there's somebody greater that, yeah. is, that is providing hope. On the flip side, before everybody freaks out, nobody, in no, not, neither of us are saying that you don't have to do anything and you don't have to be like Jesus. Yeah, definitely <laughs> that, not. That, that being like your rabbi and following your rabbi means you are trying to be like him. But there's a difference that when we fall short of following our rabbi, outside of the good news, it would just be like, well, you're a terrible disciple. You are a terrible town yeah. You are bad at this. Whereas Jesus' good news is like, you may not, you may not be just like me, but I will cover over that. Right. And so then, then maybe we can talk about what are the things that we are inspired to do differently, and where where have we seen bits that we can imitate? Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, what are the what are the areas that we do want to put into practice, and maybe what are the areas that have inspired us? Mm. Um, to joyfully follow Jesus and be like him. Um, you know, I think the end of what we talked about last time was uh, just extremely powerful for me, how Jesus goes and he does all this healing and he shows that, man, I have I have power. I am the mighty one. It's different than you think, but it is clear. Um, uh, you know, I, I love, I read something about even just the healing of a fever, right? We think, okay, well, my Tylenol can do that. But the way that people would have viewed this back then is that healing somebody from a fever was considered a greater act than Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego surviving the fires. What? Because fire is man-made. A fever was considered something given to somebody by God. Whoa. So it's a, it's more of a spiritual, like, whoa, like you're not just in control of these human things. But Oh, that's crazy. So, I mean, Jesus is showing this, but what does he do? He goes and he spends some time with God. He wakes up early in the morning. He gets away from all the people. He prays. Uh, he goes to a desolate place. And, uh, and and I mean, he just relies so much on God. And I think exactly what you're talking about, that, man, we can rely on so many things. Our popularity. I, I do it all the time. I think... Uh, I think about, you know, okay, this podcast, right? How many listens do we have? Well, that, that, that's, that, that gives me inspiration. I think about, um, with my preaching, I think about with my ministry and the campus ministry and Mm -hmm. are different things going well. And that can give me energy and that can give me inspiration. But the second that that's different, the second that one of those things starts to go downhill, the second that an expectation is not met, all of my support, all of my, uh, inspiration um, I mean, it, it crumbles. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, the, the, the tallest trees fall the hardest. And, How fragile we are. <laughs> right. And, and, and Jesus just, he's like, listen, I don't, I don't, in fact, don't go tell people about me. Mm. I don't want the popularity. I don't, I, I'm believe, I lean completely on God. I don't need any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And God's something that, you know, your expectation never falls short. Um, he's always there. And, uh, I, I just, I can't believe that God in the flesh relies so much on God the Father. What a great point. What a great thing to imitate. That's huge. One other thing to that I, that I was looking at to as far as imitation goes is that I love how Jesus, so we're talking about bringing the good news, the good message is that that there's a, you know, there's a better way, there's a better king, a better kingdom that Jesus is willing 
to look and engage with people. And we're going to see more of this as it comes out, but he is, he is, he has the eye and the heart to help whoever he is around. And he thinks, and he knows that God and himself have the ability to do something about it. And I'm, I'm like the, the, person with a demon that comes into the synagogue. He doesn't wait for someone else to deal with that. He doesn't say, okay, well, that'll just, you know, that's just a thing. We just have to live with that problem. Uh, he doesn't just go, well, someone else will handle it. He's ready to go and he has the heart to engage. And I think for me, I'm like, I have, there's so many problems that I encounter or that I see, whether it's within a group of people that I uh, with like within the church, within my like D group or within my ministry that I'm kind of like, I don't know if I really want to engage mm. that, uh, outside of the, the ministry, outside the church, even there are people with, with problems and issues. Like j- just think about, okay, how do I feel about people panhandling on the side of the road mm. that do I, what's my heart towards them? Yeah. Am I, am I looking to, to, to hand out the cash to help out? Cause I can do something. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't know, but I'm thinking the thing I need to examine is my own heart. And am I willing to engage and right. think that God could actually do something there? That's, that's huge for me. And I think that imitation would be, well, as I walk out of my house in the morning, am I looking to bring Jesus into problem situations or am I, I'm kind of, or am I kind of good with what I have? And I'm just interested in my little five foot radius. And, and if you happen to cross into that, then then maybe I'll help you. But I don't think that was the heart of my rabbi, the heart mm. of my savior and my king. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I love that. I mean, it is this whole idea uh, that there is these two kingdoms, right? They're clashing. Jesus is bringing a new one. And uh, man, I mean, my mind is <laughs> way too often in the kingdom of the world. Um, yeah. And the way that they think. But uh, it's it's been super inspiring to go through this. Um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, uh, uh, again, um, you know, we're talking about this idea of it's it's fun to learn. It's fun to have podcasts where we go deeper. We go in the margins, right? We right. we go read between the lines, take it back to the the the, the time of Jesus. Um, but you know, just because this was written, you know, two thousand years ago, uh, doesn't mean that it's meant to be any less applied to our lives and and, and an inspiration for us to actually be transformed. Yeah. So. Yep, going on from don't let information remain inspiration, let it be transformation. Well, knit that on a pillow. You're welcome. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Our in the margins, Selah. Yep. I'm Matt Fisk, and this is Josh Lund. And uh, just a special shout out. Next week we do have a very special podcast coming up. Um, we've got a few special guests who are going to. Come on, Mark and Nadine Templer. All right. And they're going to do a great job um, really bringing to life this idea of Jesus interacting with a leper as they've done that themselves. So it's going to be amazing. Do not miss out on that. Uh, yeah. You can go ahead and check us out at nvca.academy or novachurch.academy is another website. You find more resources there, more podcasts, more lessons, more to come. Uh, come and join us as we are transformed into the glory of Jesus. We will catch you next time. This is In the Margins. Later.